Hello, and welcome to Let's Catch Up. I think it's going to sound better this week. I don't know, but um, we're going to try. And if it doesn't, you can just stop listening to this and start listening to the social distancing bops recently released by both Dua Lipa and Rita Ora. Honestly, I feel like Dua Lipa and Rita Ora are both names that if you mention them to a grandparent, they would be like, hmm, what? You said what now? What what kind of uh, dish is that? Um, But Dua Lipa is out here with Break My Heart. The lyrics are quite literally, I should have stayed at home. So it is an anthem. And Rita's are, will no one ever show me how to be lonely, end up on my own almost every night? I must be the only, feeling like losing, you'll show me how to be lonely. That doesn't make sense. Ain't nobody can hold me like the way you hold me, end up on my own almost every night. I must be the only, feeling like losing, you'll show, I don't like that lyric, um, but that's that's my spoken word portion of the podcast. Um, thank you so much. Also, Rihanna gets it. Rihanna also gets it, which you know, every grandparent should know that name. In the past week, she released new music. She donated $5 million, so I will go buy some Fenty now, thanks to help with the COVID-19 efforts, and she dragged drink on Instagram. I mean, the holy trinity, am I right? Um, yeah, the longer I'm in quarantine, the higher the chances of me memorizing her day drinking with Seth Meyers, so this could, I mean, this could fully turn into spoken word, I don't know, but a lot to discuss this week, a lot more than I ever thought there would be during a quarantine. Obviously, I have thoughts about Tiger King. <laughs> Tiger King. L- honestly, Lord help us. Um, I got some people you need to follow on Instagram, some people you need to follow on Twitter. Um, I mean, I watched some more of Jimmy Fallon at home, and I have questions about who Taylor Lautner is dating and the new Project Runway knockoff on Amazon. That's not its official title, but it has Tim Gunn, Heidi Klum, and designers making clothes in a competition. So what else am I supposed to call it? Um, yeah, so let's catch up. Hey there, all you cool cats and kitties. It's Megan from Let's Catch Up. Guys, has everyone watched Tiger King? Is everyone done with it? Um, what was that? Uh, this is one of those things when I started it that I was like, mm, not interested, but I'm going to have FOMO because everyone's already talking about it. So let me get into this. And right out of the gate, I wanted more time with uh, Carol and Howard because that relationship is tense. Um, at the beginning, I wrote down, I was like, Howard has definitely slept out with the quote big cats before. And then as the show went on, I was like, that's not funny. That might be true. Um, Carol also said she didn't have any friends and that she had two imaginary cats when she was growing up. And I was like, yeesh, why were they imaginary? And then she said she was allergic to cats. And that is when I knew we were going to be in for a wild, a wild ride. Uh, it takes a special person to be allergic to cats and then found a company called Big Cat Rescue. Also incredibly disappointed that I have to get rid of all my leopard because it is a neutral for me, but this woman is abusing it. So, um, if you've watched Tiger King, you know that our main settings here are Oklahoma, Tampa, and Myrtle Beach. Glassy spots. Um, I don't want to offend anyone, but I personally always get very frustrated with people who care more about animals than other people. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not a, 
I don't know. It's just a thing I have, um, you know, caring about humans. But I don't think I'd be a fan of Carol if I knew her, like, personally. I'm sure it's great work. But um, I I feel dumb. But I was just like, is she not just keeping cats in cages also? And it's just in, like, a warmer cli- climate? It's just in Florida? Um, okay, so, anyway, I'll stop rambling about Carol. Um, this is what seven episodes and each one packs a punch more powerful than the last uh at the beginning of episode two i screamed um not because an employee got her arm ripped off but because when it happened our dear friend joe exotic walked into the gift shop and said to all of his paying customers ladies and gentlemen one of our employees was feeding a tiger and it tore her arm off with almost no emotion and the people in the room had a very limited reaction and then he offered to give them their money back he was like why don't you come back another day take a rain check if i was standing there i'd be like absolutely not absolutely not i'm not coming back here if tigers are ripping people's arms off and then that person still worked there after that they went back to work they were like i knew the media was gonna take take this and run with it to be more concerned about the media's coverage of your place of employment than the fact that at your place of employment your arm was ripped off is a shocking mindset um so anyway so the arm gets ripped off and then we hop into the polygamy part um because that's something that people have been bringing up and it was confusing because I guess polygamy is part of keeping big cats because it's not just Joe Exotic. The man in Myrtle Beach has multiple partners, but he says that he has an apprentice program where people start working there as teenagers and then stay on for decades. So he's definitely a predator, right? A predator hoarding predators. Okay, sorry. So let's get into Don. Don Lewis is a millionaire who is married to Carol. Carol is the one who Joe Exotic ended up in prison for trying to put a hit out on. Now, when I started this, people kept saying he ended up in jail for trying to put a hit out on this woman, Carol Baskin. And I was like, oh no, that's crazy. And then you watch it and you just learn that it he just like hired a friend to do it. Like he didn't like go through any back channels. I don't know. It was just like much less sophisticated than I anticipated, which is a good statement overall for the entire series. So Don Lewis, married to Carol Baskin. Don goes missing. Everyone is convinced that Carol killed him. I am convinced as well, allegedly, allegedly. At one point, Don's ex-wife and daughter are both sitting in a large chair together, and I just feel like it's not being brought up often enough. It wasn't a love seat. It was a large chair. Um, So you get into episode three, and that's when the Here Kitty Kitty music video is played. And when I tell you, I I still don't really know how I feel, but um, he's a country music star who goes after people with his music. So he's hoarding the tigers. He's, you know, doing the cub petting. That was like the whole thing, right? It's, Carol's like, the cub petting, the cub petting. Like, good grief. Um, Here Kitty Kitty was a startling song. At this point while watching, I did take the BuzzFeed quiz for which Tiger King character I am. And I got staff. And so I could not possibly be further from the woman whose arm was ripped off and then went back to work at that establishment. But BuzzFeed just told me that I was good with the flow. And I was like, yes, the flow of traffic or a lazy river, not the flow of blood from my arm and my place of employment. Okay. 
Um, so now we're on to Joe Exotic running for president after a guy named Jeff. I wrote stole the zoo question mark. Um, I need to go watch We Bought a Zoo. Um, but Joe ran for president for a time being, ended up on John Oliver, and then decided that that was maybe a little too crazy. And he ended up running for governor, and he got 19% of the libertarian vote in Oklahoma, and I don't feel like that's getting enough attention. Like, we're not talking about someone who just barely made the cut. Like, people voted for this man. <sighs> Breaking out into a sweat. Um, when that lion dragged Joe Exotic across the ground and everyone kept filming and not a soul stepped in to help, I was like, this is dark, okay? If a lion ever has me by the foot and no one stops filming and comes and grabs me, like, I, everyone's fired. He was also, like, beating it with his cane. No one ever acknowledged his, like, leg injury. Do you think he was attacked by a tiger? I don't know. Um, at this point, we're also cutting to Carol, like, way too often just for her to, like, show, like, just for her to have, like, opinion. She's like, see, no one helped him. I'm like, Carol, don't you have a flower crown to go put together? Um, okay, also, this is, this is one of my favorite things. Joe's name changes throughout the show. So his birth name starts with an S, and I can't really pronounce it, but he goes by Joe Exotic, right? And then at some point you hear him. So he has the first husband whose name I don't remember. And then Travis. And you hear someone refer to him as Joe Maldonado. This is probably like episode four or five. And that's Travis's last name. So I guess he took Travis's name, Travis's husband number two. After Travis is no longer with us and he finds a new boy to marry, the federal prosecutor calls him Mr. Maldonado Passage, which is that boy Dylan's last name. So he hyphenated his deceased husband's name and his new husband's name, and his first husband is gone. So I feel like his name should have been Green Maldonado Passage Exotic, but um, I guess not. It, it just seemed like a lot of work to go through to add all these names. Um and I did think that that was going to be my favorite detail of this documentary. Just like a small thing, right? But no, 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 no. My favorite detail was Joe Exotic and his child husband, Dylan, are um, on a vacation, right? Quotes, on a vacation. And they're trying to get the feds to think that they are in Belize. He's got like a burner phone. <laughs> He's like, uh, you know, telling everyone like we, we went to Belize or something and, uh, you better Belize it. And so he uses all these hashtags on the photos that they're taking at the beach. Hashtag gay, hashtag gay men, hashtag Mexico, hashtag Belize, multiple photos. He did this. He did not do his research. He 100% believes Belize is in Mexico, like 100%. I, um, also at this point it's 2018 so his phone is fully capable of like using the location tag on instagram and just selecting belize but he didn't he just used hashtags it was it honestly it was incredible i was just so so grateful um and then the best part was the jet ski guy was like i knew i knew he wasn't in belize that's florida water i was like sir you live in oklahoma you don't have an eye for oceans um okay so now that I've gone on to, to say my, my absolute favorite piece. So Joe Exotic's in jail. Um, 
and we all have to get tattoos now that say privately owned Joe Exotic, I guess. But this is this is the new development and this is the best part regarding Carol and Don. The sheriff in Florida is reopening the case. I cannot pronounce his last name, but this sheriff is um releasing he he's giving out um a reward for anyone who might have any information regarding the disappearance of Don Lewis from 1997. On his will, he said, given my death or disappearance, which is not a thing normal people say because they don't assume they're going to disappear, but we all know we're going to die. So the sheriff is reopening the case. I cannot pronounce his last name, but his first name is Chad, and he is the number one Chad in my book because not only has he reopened this case from 1997, looking for new details and evidence, um for in regards to the disappearance of Don Lewis. Um, I am thrilled with his willingness to use any and all avenues to solve cases. He's like, oh, a Netflix special? That'll drum up interest. That's fine. Does anyone know anything about Don's van being at the airport and Don not being in it? This man also issued an arrest warrant this past weekend for a pastor that kept holding church services in the midst of a quarantine and yelling about how his church wasn't going to be scared of COVID-19. So Chad is kind of a boss. He may be the only person of leadership in Florida getting anything done, but he said, I'll keep y'all healthy and I'll find out if Carol did it. How about that? Tiger King, man. This, This podcast is devoted to Joe Exotic now. My next story, if you survived through the Tiger King, um, is two people you should definitely be following. One on Instagram, one on Twitter, to brighten your quarantine a wee bit. So Instagram, if you are not already aware, DJ D Nice, um, he is going live every night, actually DJing from his house, and it is fantastic. He does it for hours. Um, the other night I got on, and there were a hundred thousand people already there. But you have to know that the best part are the comments. Music is awesome and great, and 75% of the reason that I'm there. But the other 25% is the people commenting. And I don't even mean just famous people. Because Michelle Obama and P. Diddy are commenting and getting shout out. And then Brandy comments, and he plays a Brandy song, and Gab's in there, you know, and he and she's commenting. But... I love black people, man. One of the comments when I got in the other day was, man, the line was crazy out there. And I laughed just so hard. Someone else was like, I couldn't find the VIP section forever. Um, And these are the people that I live for is um, people acting like this is the best club ever while we're all quarantined in our home Um, and and acting like it's real. Um, I think Michelle Obama presumably was all over this and got involved with him like pinning a link for people to register to vote which is phenomenal and the NBA had him take over their Instagram I hope he's properly getting compensated for all of this because I'm sure he's enjoying it because he gets to keep busy and he's still at work but I hope he's not doing it for free like if you know his Venmo or his cash app you know let me know and speaking of cash app quick segue into who you should be following on Twitter if you do not already follow Shay Serrano first of all you clearly don't follow me because I'm obsessed with him and I retweet and favor his tweets all the time but you are missing out especially over the last week or so I think he's given out at this point like a little over 30 grand to people who have been like laid off and are struggling to make ends meet during all of this craziness um so it's like 250 dollars here 300 dollars here to help with bills and groceries and all this stuff but the best part 
about following Shay on Twitter isn't just the basketball takes or him blocking people when they say dumb things. It's this army of people who he has like gathered together who reach into the Twitter replies and start giving away money themselves. So like I get teary eyed every time someone will, you know, Shay will say I'm giving out $1,500 to X amount of people or whatever. And so people will start responding saying, Hey, this happened to me. Here's my cash up. Da, 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 da. And other people will respond and be like, Hey man, I can't give you everything, but here's 60 bucks. Like, Hey man, da, 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 da. And people just help each other in the replies and it gets me every time. And I think the best part is there's always someone that's like, you know, people are definitely taking advantage of you. Right. And every time he's like, I'm sure there are people taking advantage of us, but at the end of the day, if there are 10 people and nine of them needed this and one of them took advantage, like that's okay. It's worth it to help those nine people to kind of, I don't know, just lift each other up a little bit. Um, it's the best part of Twitter because Twitter's such a, such a dumpster fire otherwise. Um, I, so yeah, so those are my things. Follow DJ D nice. It's just at D nice on Instagram and follow Shay on Twitter and like have some good music club with, with the Obamas and also maybe help someone out if you have the chance. My last story is just on a personal note, something that I'd like to get off my chest. Obviously, Jimmy Fallon is doing these great tonight shows at home, and he is getting the daughters involved, Gary's involved, his wife is involved, they're going on walks, he's sliding on the slide. It's adorable and great, and what we need at this time, but I personally deeply relate to Winnie Fallon, and I just need people to know. She has such, like, lawful, good older sister energy, and I've never related to a six-year-old more than watching her follow the instructions for her dad's video and be helpful while Franny is, like, fully wilding out, you know? At times, they conspire together, but Winnie still, like, ultimately follows the rules in her father's directions, and I'm just like, if that's not the older sister energy that we're, like, looking for in 2020, then I don't know what is. Also, Franny is, like, 110% gym daughter I mean just just off the rails at all times I love it all right now that I've talked about Tiger King for an ungodly amount of time we still have so much more to discuss my first question this week when is the second season of pen 15 coming out um it's not general it's very specific to my needs and wants but I guess that's not a good first question. Actually, I have a better one. Here's here's a better one. Um, how much longer are Sean Mendez and Cabilla Cabello um, going to pretend that they're in a relationship? <laughs> if you are new around here or if you're generally optimistic and a positive person, you probably are not familiar with the concept of these two just being together for press and to promote Senorita for the longest time. Um, hashtag stream Senorita. Camilla looked dead in the camera at a Lakers game and when she was like kissing Sean's hand. Do you remember this? Like, what is this? The paparazzi are always catching them, right? In pools, at cafes, just strolling down random streets, like in Canada, here in LA, like all over the place. So that was happening and everyone was like, yeah, they're definitely just doing this for press. And you know, the paparazzi are being called by somebody's team every single time. So now we're in quarantine and photos and videos keep being released of them just walking together in a neighborhood. 
and they both look like so disheveled but like Sean's still wearing all of his jewelry and they're carrying like tiny mugs it's just too much like we're in quarantine shouldn't these paparazzi people be in their homes are we still supposed to believe this like are you telling me that someone called the paparazzi? I do not know how this works. Like, is it a call? Is it an email service? Is it an alert? Is it like a push notification? Like, Sean and Camilla are going on three walks today. Please be available from either 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m., 2 p.m. to 3 p.m., or 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Like, and you have to just like select which one. It's like 9 a.m., coffee walk, 2 p.m., Camilla wears a leopard pant walk, 6.30 to 7.30, wine walk, Sean Mendez even old enough to drink. I guess he's Canadian, so they can drink there, right? I don't know. I said that, and I don't have a lot of confidence, actually. I don't know what their legal drinking age is. Anyway, there will be different displays of affection on each walk. This The most recent one is, like, actually kind of sad because it's how all of us feel. They're walking so slowly. Like, it looks like someone slowed the video down. Um, but it, it's just, like, a bit much. Or I feel like we're... I don't know. They they genuinely think that we all think that they're in love, I guess. Also, did you guys see that video of her singing when they were at home? I don't know what room they were in, but she was hitting something. Um, I mean, I'm tired of listening to Senorita unless it's in the background of that video of those two men arguing on the corner of the street in Midtown Manhattan. But if it means that we will not have to look at these like weird pictures or weird videos of them in quarantine anymore, I'll listen to it all day, every day. This is a full-on quarantine question. This is a question that I would never ask normally. Like Camilla and Sean is something that I have discussed before and will probably keep talking about. But this is a quarantine question based on my Instagram Explore page. Is Taylor Lautner dating a woman named Taylor? This is where we're at. Just embrace it. Let's get to the bottom of it, okay? It appears she goes by Tay. Um, So Taylor and Tay, I guess. Um, I guess he dated Taylor Swift, didn't he? Or am I making that up? Were they just doing that in that Valentine's Day movie? I don't know. That's what we need after a quarantine, by the way, is one of those movies with just like 15 famous people whose lives are all connected, like Mother's Day or whatever. I need Felicia Rashad to be Michael B. Jordan's mom. I know I stole that from Creed, but uh, it's good and I will hold on to it. And I need like Michael B. Jordan to be dating Zendaya. She's very young for him, though. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like maybe their date. I don't know. And Chris Hemsworth is her dad and her mom is Angela Bassett. I like, okay, whatever. I mean, like this is a world where Angela Bassett is a cougar and gets with Chris Hemsworth, but they're divorced now because of the age difference. Oh, but there's the age difference thing is a connector, right? Like Michael B. Jordan and Zendaya and then Angela Bassett and Chris Hemsworth. The age difference was driving a wedge between them, a la Mark and Jessica, 34, 24. And now Chris is dating Regina King because he likes older women. And Regina King's son is on a college football team with Michael B. Jordan. And he's, uh, oh, he's adopted. He's played by Glenn Powell. And they don't know all of these connections until the playoff game when they all show up. And that's like the end of the movie, right? I don't know what this is called. Pl- playoff? Because they're all holidays. Uh, oh, I don't know. I need a flow chart, I feel like, at this point. And I've completely gotten away from my original question, which I think Taylor Lauder is dating a woman named Taylor. Can you call it playoff day? Oh, you could do – we could do basketball instead of football and call it Easter. Where, when's Arbor Day? 
oh well I'm excited to workshop this with all of you until the quarantine ends and I finish all the seasons of Housewives including Dallas this question was was nothing other than I guess can I cast a movie on my own in self-isolation Okay, my last question is a way better question than the Taylor question, and I won't go completely off the rails. I watched the first episode of Making the Cut, and my question is, is it just Project Runway but on Amazon? Um, I tried to watch Next in Fashion, also hosted by Tan France and Alexa Chung on Netflix, which is also a designer challenge. So at this point, you've got Project Runway, you've got Making the Cut, you've got Next in Fashion, and I'm sure there's some other things that I'm missing. Next in Fashion is like very established designers and I was really excited about that. But they're in teams, which is weird. And then I stopped watching when there was a medical emergency and no one seemed alarmed. A man was like literally gushing blood from his face and people were like still sewing around him. And I was like, I don't think that this is my vibe. It did not seem identical to Project Runway though. So I was like, okay. But I also was never super into Project Runway, which is shocking, I know, because I went on to work in fashion. But um, I worked in e-com, like, please don't ask me to design or so, but I, I thought that it was like relatively different, but next cut, next making the cut, next cut, <laughs> making the cut on Amazon literally has Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum. Like it's just Project Runway, what, right? They met up at Nomo Soho right at the beginning of the episode. And I was like the budget on this show. Okay. Um, and they like immediately, they all met up in New York and then they all flew to Paris. I was like, wow, Amazon is not not doesn't have a credit limit do they also side question has Heidi Klum always been kind of unhinged I like I said I didn't really watch Project Runway but she is energetic okay the premise here is actually interesting though and I will say this because it's on Amazon they design a runway look and an accessible look for each challenge because the winner each week will have the accessible look sold on Amazon obviously so I guess like that's a major win right that like someone will like automatically become familiar with you as a designer and like buy your stuff and um although now seems like a really bad time to buy a dress off of amazon but i won't get into that i guess um i'd be interested to know actually the margins about like how much does the designer get how much is amazon getting like um they bring in like secret seamstresses every night like elf on the shelf style so you don't even fully craft your pieces so do they get a piece of the pie I don't know lots of questions but going through the first episode like I said um they do the accessible look and then the runway look and for so many of them I thought they had been flipped like I am not you know a a runway expert I can count the number of like shows that I've been to on my on my fingers like and they've all been the same brand I'm well aware that my judgment is not ideal for this but there were so many mini dresses considered the runway look and then really elaborate like multi-piece looks for mass production and Amazon like technical pieces for Amazon and then like a mini one shoulder shift dress for the runway I did not understand I hope someone in the graphics department just messed up and flipped because it was kind of bizarre. But again, like I said, I don't design and I don't sew. So not not the person, but I was a little confused. Uh, the winner of the whole competition gets a million dollars to invest in their brand as well. But obviously, like if you don't win, but you're like consistently doing well, your items are being sold and people are becoming familiar with you anyway. So I actually think it's really cool that Amazon's using this this vehicle to kind of maybe grow some smaller designers in their brands. I mean, per usual, there are personalities. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it because like 
I, I like these people, I think, more than the next in fashion or whatever. They're, whatever they're all called. They're all, like, next in fashion. Making the, like, Project Runway was the end-all, be-all. Project Runway is the American Idol of designer shows. Okay, what are we watching this week? Well, I'm watching stand-up because I, I want to remember what it's like to laugh again. Um, that was dark, but, but really, I mean, like the only way that you can kind of like trick yourself into pretending you left the house is like watching these things that are event like, like, right. So like the concerts on Instagram, maybe a Ted talk on YouTube, if that's your thing, church live streams, if that's your thing, but stand up specials are like, what's doing it for me right about now. Just like every now and then you just turn one on and it's like an hour, right? So like you in term, because you have so many other things to do, you aren't committing that much time. So quick list of ones that I would always recommend. And that because my memory is so bad, I will definitely be rewatching during this quarantine because I won't remember the jokes. Trevor Noah, he has two or three on Netflix. Seth Meyers, Lobby Baby. Lobby Baby is just always good because you get to remember that story of his wife literally giving birth in the lobby of their apartment. And it is, it, it never gets old. Um, Ali Wong has two. Kevin Hart, unless you're still mad about the tweets, then just don't. Um, um, Hassan Minaj, Homecoming King is great. While you're at it, maybe watch Patriot Act. I don't know. Patriot Act might be like kind of depressing right about now, but Homecoming King is great. John Mulaney has three on Netflix. Chelsea Peretti, one of the greats. I oh, I just love her. Most of these are older, so would not be surprised if you've already seen them, but there are newer ones. Um, Pete Davidson's I have yet to watch, and I know I just need to commit, but I I haven't just yet. Um, I haven't watched Whitney Cummings yet either, but her new specials on Netflix, Bill Burr, who, (laughs) Bill Burr is one of those people that like, if I encountered him in real life, I'd be terrified of him, but I think he's hilarious. He just, he really encapsulates like, I think the anger that so many of us feel and he articulates it very well. (laughs) It just kills me. Um, Ronnie Chang has a special, um, oh, Tiffany Haddish, obviously Black Mitzvah. Um, God, I love her. Also, did everyone see that she only got paid $80,000 for Girls Trip and that movie made, I think, $140 million? I don't think I'm making that number up. $140 million sounds made up, but I'm pretty sure that's right. And she got paid eighty grand to do it. Are you joking me? Oh, God, I just love her so much. Um, yeah, lots of stand-up specials. So, like, go laugh. Experience some joy. If you haven't already, watch Veep. That will also provide you with... I've, I've been rewatching it and I've been laughing out loud and it has been providing me a lot of joy. So let's just all send me any of your stand-up special recs and I'll add them to the podcast because what else are we going to do? Anything that is making you genuinely laugh out loud. Oh, I watched um, Colbert. Late, what is his called? The Late Show? And then is his called The Late Show and James Gordon is called The Late Late Show? Is that... Okay, I won't get into that, I guess. Just figured that out, but... Um, he interviewed John Oliver and I, I genuinely laughed out loud. John Oliver is another one that just has like so much like anger and um, he just articulates it very well. I don't normally consider myself a fan of him, but he was really killing me with the, with the pandemic jokes. Um, like I said, maybe late night hosts are like the only thing that are going to get us through this, which is 
shocking, uh, but that I, that Jimmy Fallon is going to be the one that like really kind of pulled, oh, watch the video of him and his wife talking about their love story too. It's really precious. It's like the most I've ever liked him, honestly, but okay. Anyway, laugh, I guess. Okay, this is a separate section of what we should be watching, but like these things all blend together at this point because there's nothing like crazy out there, but Nailed It Season 4 is out. Oh, God bless. Love Nicole Byer. I love her and Jacques together. Their friendship is like going to sustain me. Um, on Oh, Uncorked on Netflix. Great movie. Highly recommend. I was really excited about it. And when I started it, I saw that both Drew Brees and Tony Parker were co-executive producers. And I I didn't know how to process that. And quite frankly, I still don't. Um, but in the opening scene, the main character compares wine to hip-hop artists. And I was like, this is my kind of movie. Um, they compared Riesling to Drake. And it just checks out, you know? Like, that, that makes sense to me. Um, also very early on, a brother and a sister play fight. And then the sister says, stop it. This is a new blazer. And I felt attacked. (laughs) Um, I, I highly recommend it. It was really great. It was, it was a sweet, um, movie. And Niecy Nash was so good in it. She was so cute. I just, wow. Love her. I should watch Claws. That's what I should do during my quarantine. Um, other new things, um, Claws, I guess. Um, has anyone watched Dave? Let me know. I don't know how I feel about it, but I haven't tried it. Um, This podcast is off the rails. Um, Okay, so nailed it. Uncorked. Unorthodox was on my list. And then Chrissy Teigen said to watch it on Twitter. And so I was like, okay. So I'm confident. I'll follow up if it's not worth it. But, you know, we're going for it. I think it's just a limited series, but it looks really um, good. Always a good time to start Love Island, you know. And if you don't have Hulu... And uh, you don't like having closed captioning on because of the thick accents from all over the UK. You can watch the US version, but it's not as good. But apparently Netflix will be debuting another dating show with a similar format to Love Island called Too Hot to Handle, which, okay. Um, But uh, it's later this month, I think, that they're, which thank God, because they keep circulating a sponsored tweet talking about the circle and love is blind being renewed and i'm just like when are you going to film them when stop promoting them if you can't get it to me until 2021 quite possibly 2022 given the most like what we learned about love is blind season one in that calendar um i i might be on love is blind the by that point just just in the way we live um but yeah, I also if you haven't watched Love is Blind, I feel like don't watch it right now because it could be triggering. Um, oh, Insecure is coming back this month. Yes, yes, we get Issa. Um, so that's it. Those are my recommendations. So I guess my my holistic recommendation is watch something that will make you laugh or um, watch people sit in beanbags in an island in Spain and... Um, say things like crack on. That's pretty much it. Quarantine, baby. Thanks for making it this far. Wow. Another episode of Let's Catch Up under our belts. Um, I don't know what to say about all the things going on in the Bachelor TikTok world other than the fact that like if these were normal 27, 28, 29 year old men who were just getting on TikTok and dancing poorly, like 
they wouldn't get that much attention. And I think Peter's kind of going off the deep end because he's like reading off the comments on his Instagram and it's getting to be like a little sad for my taste. Um, Also, Hannah left the quarantine crew house. I don't know if you guys are aware. If you don't know what I'm talking about, honestly, don't get involved. Like it's just not worth it at this point to get invested in in side batch stuff. Oh my gosh, guys, listen to your heart. It's coming out on the 13th. I was excited about it before, but now it's basically the only thing we have. Thanks for catching up. Go listen to Neil Diamond sing about how to not touch each other. It's cute. Um, Also, the Victorious cast posted about it being 10 years. And um, that's not something that I ever thought I would care about. But again, quarantine is like really just like broadening the horizons of what we're invested in. Also, can you imagine doing that show with Ariana? And now look at her. Um, Victoria Justice, friend of fr- family friend of Pilot Pete is seething, I'm sure. Um, who knows what we're going to talk about next week? I mean, maybe I'll break down the cast of the Tiger King like miniseries. I don't know. Apparently, Kate McKinnon is playing Carol Baskin, and I don't know how I feel about that at all. But uh, see you guys next week. Um, wash your hands. Bye.